0: Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Good ideas are easily understood and they're also easily explained.com. exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has it relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is a go getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques that all go under the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre all day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to identify and delete your crappy ideas. Now, there's a reason why we're talking about this. There's a reason for every subject on the show. Before we get into that, first of all, let me remind or inform everybody who is listening that I have a daily motivation text message. Yes, daily motivation text message that I send out every single day, free of charge to everyone who is in my text community. Now, I know there's a lot of people who are trying to have daily motivation text messages every day. The problem is they don't have the material. They can't keep it up. They can't keep up giving you actual quality material every single day. Y'all know I can. I've been doing this for seven years running. So if I can give you this show, I could easily give you a text message. So you want to get a message that's guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point every day, send me a text to the following number, 305-384-6894. Every day when I send out the Daily Motivation, you will be on my list and you'll be getting that text and you can actually respond to any one of those text messages and you can have a conversation with me. So do not fall for cheap imitators. There are a lot of cheap imitators out there who are trying to do what I'm doing by putting out material every day, but they had to limit themselves to a text message because that's the most they can come up with. They couldn't do a show like this. And even then, their text messages still suck. So don't fall for any of theirs. If you're subscribed to any of them, unsubscribe. Subscribe to mine. Again, 305-384-6894, where you get the real game every single day from me. Most of them just copy my shit anyway. So that number is down below in the description. Get the daily motivation text. Now, the topic here today is how to identify and delete your crappy ideas when you have them. This concept is very important because as entrepreneurs, those of you who are entrepreneurs, and listen, I think in the future, more and more people are going to become entrepreneurs simply because the way that we currently have jobs set up is not going to be the same. Everybody's going to be paid based off of performance. So even if you are not technically an entrepreneur, you may be an entrepreneur If you're getting paid based off of the way you perform or don't perform, they call that entrepreneur. So you are inside, you're entrepreneur. entrepreneur. You're on the outside, you're an entrepreneur. It's the same thing because everything's based on your performance, which means you can take your own ideas and you can implement them the way that you want to implement them. So I know people who work at, they are technically not entrepreneurs. They work at companies, but they can kind of run things the way that they want to run them. And that means you can come up with ideas, right? And sometimes you might have an idea that's just garbage. You need to have a way of identifying when your idea is garbage so that you don't keep working on it and you don't have more and more sunk costs and time that you cannot get back through working on a crappy idea that simply does not work. So, this comes from the entrepreneurs that I talk to who may feel that their challenge, the way that the reason that things aren't going the way they want them to go at the moment is that their current idea or their current business is simply not generating enough revenue. Damn near every entrepreneur I talk to, the main thing that gets them to pay attention to me is the fact that their business is not generating revenue that they wanted to generate. And they're not lying. The challenge is the inaccurate assessment of why they're not generating enough revenue. See, it's not what, it's the why. See, once I get to look into what many people are doing, I identify the reason that they are seeing the symptom of a lack of revenue is because they have a bad, crappy idea, but they think it's a good Potential idea. And until they identify that it's a bad, crappy idea, they're going to keep working on this bad, crappy idea. They're going to keep having the problem of not generating enough revenue. And they're going to try to come up with better ways to put to use a bad idea. See, it doesn't matter how much syrup or sugar you put on a piece of dog shit, it's still dog shit. You got to be able to identify that so you can eliminate it. No, pick up after your dog, throw it in the trash, throw it in a little can here in Miami. They got the little green cans you put the dog shit in. And then we get a better idea. All right, this is what people actually need. So, if you misidentify what your actual problem is in inaccurate formula, you are going to keep having the same problem. This is why, folks, I will say this over and over again, you need to have a coach. You need to be in a mastermind. You need someone who can look at your stuff and tell you objectively what the issue actually is because you are probably not good at identifying self-identifying your own problems. This is why you keep having the same problems over and over again and the problem you keep having is not even the actual problem because you are misidentifying what the source of the situation is. So this subject is not limited to just business and entrepreneurship, folks, by the way. So any of you who, if that's not your main focus right now, keep listening because I'm just using that as a frame for the topic. This applies to anywhere that ideas take place. So Anywhere you have an idea, you need a framework for identifying if it's a good idea or a bad idea. That's what today's topic is. Point number one, topic once again, is how to identify and delete your crappy ideas. Number one, Any idea that requires too much rigor and too much effort to explain and to be absorbed by an independent third party is probably not a good idea. If it's hard for another person to understand what your idea is, your idea probably sucks. I'm pausing there on purpose because I want you to think about what I just said. Some of you are fighting it mentally already. If it's hard for another person to absorb and understand your idea, comma, your idea probably sucks. Good ideas are easily understood and they're also easily explained. If you have a good idea, you can easily understand it. You can easily explain it. How many people listen to this show have never played basketball in your life? I mean, like when I say played basketball, meaning you've never been on a basketball team. You never were a person who would go and play basketball every day for a week straight. You've never been a basketball player. All right. How many people here have never been a basketball player? Probably a whole bunch of you. The majority of you have never been basketball players. So let me explain to you The idea that I had, that got me into entrepreneurship, creating and selling my own products back in 2009. Here it was. I was putting together. I had a bunch of basketball drills showing basketball players how to practice that was on YouTube so they could just watch me practice. Then a basketball player said, well, Dre, why don't you take the way that you practice, put it in some type of program so that other players can practice the same way that you do? I said, "Okay, I will. I took a bunch of drills that I had already done. I organized them by subject like dribbling, shooting, dunking, defense post moves, et cetera, et cetera. I put them into separate programs and I start selling those programs for $4.99 a piece through the internet, period. I just explained to you my idea. Now here's my question. Those of you who have never played basketball before in your life, do you understand that idea? Is there anyone who does not understand what I just explained? Everybody who just heard me understands everything that I just said. You can completely understand that idea, even if you have never picked up a basketball in your life, even if I showed you a picture of Jimmy Butler and said, who's this? You wouldn't know who you don't even know who Jimmy Butler is. You don't know who Larry Bird is. You don't know who Draymond Green is. I'm naming players who most people, basketball fans know, but the average casual fan wouldn't know. Most of you knows Michael Jordan or Steph Curry or LeBron, but I'm picking people who are a little bit lower tier. If I showed you a picture of Seth Curry, that's Steph Curry's brother, you, know, you wouldn't know who he was. You couldn't name him. If I showed you a picture of Andre Drummond, you couldn't name him. If I showed you a picture of Cade Cunningham. Most of you don't even know who that is. You couldn't name him. You, so you don't know much about basketball. But when I just explained to you my basketball idea that put me in business, you understood it, did you not? A good idea is easily understood by anybody. So you, if you have a great idea. Even if I know nothing about your field of work, I should be able to understand your idea. Doesn't mean I could do it. Doesn't mean I'm going to buy it. But I should be able to understand it. If your idea takes too much time and effort to explain to another person, a logical, smart person like you, then it's not a good idea. It's too complicated. And when people are confused, you know what confused customers do? They click the back button and they go back to their search and try to find something that they do understand. Confused customers do nothing. Confused customers do not ask questions, folks. Some of you think that. And I talk to entrepreneurs every day. And when an entrepreneur has an idea that they share with me that doesn't quite make sense to me, and I tell them that it doesn't make sense, and I start asking questions, they start answering the questions and they start basically trying to convince me while they're convincing themselves why they have a good idea. And I after they get done explaining it and I finally get a grasp on what they're trying to explain to me, I tell them what I just told you. A confused customer is not going to sit with you for 10 minutes and get you to explain your business to them and get you to explain your product or service to them. Confused customers do not do that. You know what confused customers do? They walk away. They go find something that they understand. If you have to explain your idea, it will not be accepted. It will not be adopted, let alone will be paid for. Nobody's going to buy an idea. Nobody buys things they don't understand. Your best ideas are relatively simple, folks. And it takes a really smart person to come up with a simple idea. It takes a really smart person to come up with a simple idea. The smarter the person, the simpler the idea, and the easier and more clear their explanations. So it seems counterintuitive, but this is true. As the cliche goes, I didn't have time to write a short letter, so I wrote a long one. Your best ideas will be very simple for you to understand and very simple for someone else to understand. Again, I want you to use the fifth grader test. Use the fifth grader test with anything you explain, especially entrepreneurs, because you are coming up with something new that didn't previously exist, at least the way that you did it. So you need to make sure anyone can understand it. Ask yourself the question, could a fifth grader understand what you're explaining? Would they have the patience to listen to your explanation? Could it be simple enough for them to get it? If I was to take my idea that I just shared with you, if I had to simplify it and make it even shorter, i say I create training programs for basketball players to practice by themselves. That's what I did. I sell $4.99 training programs for a basketball player to practice on their own by themselves. That's it. Could a fifth grader understand that? Yes. It. Fifth graders buy my programs. Your stuff needs to be simple enough that a fifth grader can understand it. If it goes over their head or it confuses them, you're doing too much. And it doesn't matter what you do for a living. You could be a, a rocket scientist. You could be a financial analyst. You could be a banker. You could do real estate. You can still explain things in a simple enough way. Again, the wiser the person, the simpler their explanation. Again, now there may be a lot of details to what you do once you get on the inside, but your explanation can be simple enough. You're in real estate. What do you do? I sell houses. When people are looking for a house to buy, I am the one that helps them find their dream house. Could a fifth grader understand that? Yes, they could. You work in finance or here's what I do. When people have money, they allow me to manage it and I help them grow their money so that they can retire in a healthy way, and they can set their kids up for financial success when they're gone. Now, Can a fifth grader understand that? Yes. You can even simplify that even more. Those of you in finance probably do a better job than me. The whole point is the simpler your explanations, the more likely that you have a good idea. If it's too complicated, then you need to sharpen your idea or you need to get a better one. Oftentimes you need to get a better one. But let's move on. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, how to identify and delete your crappy ideas. Number two. And understand, there's nothing wrong with having a crappy idea. I've had plenty of crappy ideas. I had more bad ideas than I've had good ideas. The thing is, you have to be objective enough and mentally tough enough and confident and disciplined enough to know when you have a trash one, get rid of it so you can get to the good ones. Point number two, if you think you have a great idea and you believe you've done a great job explaining it, explaining what it is, what it does, why it matters, yet when people understand it, they still don't do anything, that means you actually have a crappy idea. Let me say that again. You think you have a good idea. You think you've done a great job explaining it. You told people what it is, what it does. People say that they understand it and they still don't take action on your idea, especially when you're talking to your target audience. They don't do anything. You actually have a crappy idea and you need to take it out in the backyard and shoot it like an old dog. All right, it's done. It's over. I mean, let's think about it. If you explain your idea to me, fully, and I get it and I still don't take action on it and I'm one of your target customers, that is a loud and clear message from the marketplace. Your idea is not as valuable as you thought it was. I mean, is it not? Now, how many people are you willing to talk to before you know this is a bad idea, before you know you have a crappy idea? We are going to get to that in a minute. But this is the second level of knowing you have a crap idea. First level of a crap idea is that you can't explain it or people don't get it. Second level is you do explain it, they do get it, and they still don't want it. That means you have a crappy idea. You understand what I'm selling, but you don't want to buy it. OK, then I guess it's a crap idea. If I put out that those basketball training programs to an audience of all basketball players and nobody wanted to buy, Clearly, they're letting me know they're not interested in this product. I mean, can anybody question that? Point number three, today's topic, once again, is how to identify and delete your crappy ideas. Number three, you need benchmarks, standards, and deadlines. This is how you know when to kill a dead idea. So you already went through the first two waves here. Now, how do you know how long you should keep trying? Because that's the next question. And this is a question I've been asked by athletes I've been asked, by, asked this by business people, by entrepreneurs, how long should I keep trying something before I decide that it is not going to work and I need to go do something different? This is you telling yourself that you have X amount of time to achieve X outcome. And if you don't, then you will move on to the next idea. Simple as that. This matters a lot because if we give ourselves an infinite amount of time to keep working on something until it produces the outcome that we want, we could use up a lot of our most valuable life because life is made up of time. Time, your most valuable resource. We use up a lot of our most valuable life chasing an outcome that we never actually get to. And then if we don't have any parameters for how long we should work on this before we kill it and move on, then basically you're chase betting is what we call it. Chase betting is when you showed up to the casino with $100 to bet. You lost your whole $100, but now you're like, man, I want to win my $100 back. At least get the break even before I leave. So you start pulling out money that you weren't even planning on gambling. You start chasing after that $100. Before you know it, you're $1,000 down and you still didn't make the money back. This is what many people do with their time. Instead of with your money, you do it with your time. So you need benchmarks for how long are you going to work on something before you kill it off. What this does is require you to get urgent about maximizing your time, efforts, attention, and focus on seeing if your idea is going to work. That will mean You're putting your full effort into making it work in the time frame in which you have, getting the right information and insights, doing your market research, putting your idea in front of the maximum number of the right people for your idea and measuring the outcomes that you get. It also means making your adjustments, being honest with yourself about what the results or lack of results are telling you. This is another one that a lot of entrepreneurs got to really get clear on. This is why I just did the episode yesterday on how to stop lying to yourself. You got to have some objective measurements that you will respect about what kind of outcomes you're getting or not getting. What are the results telling you? And it will save you time so you can move on to the next idea because the next idea might be a lot better than your last idea. But until you kill the last one, you can't get to the next one. And you might be 10 ideas away from your next great idea. But if you waste 10 years on each one of your next nine ideas, will you live long enough to get to the great idea? This is the reason why you need measurements, folks. This is the reason why you need benchmarks and parameters. This is the reason why you need help. To get to the next idea, the one that might be great, the worst thing you can do is give too much time to a bad idea. This is why you got to have these parameters. So I've met people in business. Let's say somebody was starting a business. They would say something like, well, look, Dre, I got six months to runway. I got six months to make this work. And after six months, I'm killing this off and I'm going to go do something different. And that's a parameter. I'm not saying six months is good. I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. You need to figure out what yours are, but you need to have a parameter. You must have these guardrails in place so that you know how long am I going to do something before it is time for me to move on. Otherwise, you just get caught in an endless loop of doing the same things over and over and over again, and they're still not getting you the outcomes that you want. So what are your parameters? Do you have them in place? And are you respecting them? All three questions must be answered. Recap in today's class is how to identify and delete your crappy, trashy ideas. This comes from the fact that I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs who think their biggest challenge is, well, I'm just not making enough money. The reason they're not making money is because their ideas suck. And they don't want to accept the fact that their ideas suck. So today I'm going to give you a framework for identifying when your idea actually does suck. Point number one, any idea that requires too much rigor and effort to explain and to be absorbed and understood is probably not a good idea. Use a fifth grader test, could a fifth grader, understand your explanation, but they have the patience to listen to your explanation. If not, it's either question. It is too complicated. You need a better idea or you need to get better at explaining it. Point number two, if you think your idea is great and you think you've done a good job explaining it and the person who heard you is in your target audience and they still don't take action, they still don't want it, you still have a crappy idea. So not being able to explain it is one level. People not taking action on it is another level. If you explain your idea fully and people get it and they still don't take action, that's a loud and clear message from the marketplace. We don't want it, at least not from you. And number three, benchmark standards and deadlines. This is you telling yourself you have a certain amount of time to achieve a specific outcome. And if you don't, then you will move on to the next idea. What this does is require urgency from you, It requires you to put all your efforts into making this work, and it gives you a deadline. You need urgency and deadlines and parameters so that you don't just keep sinking costs, most specifically your time, into something that is clearly not going to work. Many people don't do this for themselves, and they end up giving way too much time to something that they shouldn't be giving that much time to, and you end up basically killing yourself off because you're using up your most valuable resource or time on something that's clearly not going to work. You should have figured it out three years ago, but you're still working on it. So the worst thing you can do is give too much time to a bad idea, folks. So figure out where you can kill this off and set the parameters up up front. All that said, text me. Get my daily motivation every day for free. My number is 305-384-6894. And go to workonyourgameuniversity.com so you can work with me directly and I can coach you on. Let's figure out where your idea is at. Why is this a good idea? Why is it not a good idea? Should you keep working on it? Should you not? How are you explaining it? How are you talking about it? How are you articulating it? Can people get it? Do they not get it? That's in my Bulletproof Mastermind for all you entrepreneurs and professionals who are getting started, trying to find your footing and trying to just hit your stride with what you are doing. I will work with you on that. My third day mastermind is for higher level professionals who are already, you're already doing your thing. You are already making things work. You want someone who can make sure that you stay focused, stay on point, remind you of the things that you need to know, keep you staying sharp on the stuff that got you to where you are in the first place. That is what coaching really is. That's what coaching is. Make sure that you stay on point. Why does LeBron James or Taylor Swift or Steph Curry, or Jeff Bezos have a coach. It's not like they need somebody to help them get good. They're already good. They have a coach so they can stay good, so they can stay on point. This is how people stay great is because they have those people in place. I will be that person for you. So set up a call with me and let's talk. That's it. Work on your game. University.com. Work on your game. Dre all day.